Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. We're back. Episode 48 of the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. We're trying something a little bit different today for those of you guys who do tune in live. We are live on Twitch. We previously had a Twitch account. We still had it, but we, were, we had been going live on YouTube. Now we're going live on Twitch. We got a great episode for you guys today. Episode 48 is, is going to be spent getting some emotional thoughts off our chest. Okay, because a lot of things have gone on so far or, or recently in the last couple of days in the sporting world. Our betting has gone so bad so quickly. That doesn't mean we're going to stop. We're never going to give up. We're going to continue to power through. Okay. And we're going to talk about some of these fraudulent teams across all sports. Yeah, you got some teams that have a little bit of inflated records. They got superstars. They don't know how to handle everything going on in their in their lives. And they act like they're the they're the shit and they're not the shit. So with that being said, hopefully you guys enjoy episode 48 of the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. And let's get into it. The Phenomenal Fan Podcast. A podcast by the fan for the fan. Episode 48, Phenomenal Fan Podcast, NFL, NBA, college basketball, college football, sort of. It's on a hiatus, but bowl season starting soon. MLB free agency, NHL. It's all going on, man. You know how it is in December. Shit hits the fan in the sporting world, and uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. We've got Thursday Night Football tonight as we record this. And by the way, it's kind of a doozy. We've got an NFC West showdown, 49ers Seahawks. 49ers are favored by three. The total is at 43. I'm going to go ahead and take the over in that game. That's going to be my pick, and I'll put that out on Twitter here uh, in not too long. But it's going to be a good game, right? How does... Brock Purdy do we know he torched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week but that was I don't want to say it was expected man but with a talented 49ers defense and a struggling Tampa Bay offense Tom Brady looks like just ass kind of expected the 49ers to blow him out and they did also this week we got Saturday NFL football Saturday Three games on Saturday, Colts, Vikings, Ravens, Browns, and Dolphins against the Bills. Now, lots of just interesting sort of uh, action. I don't, I don't know what you would call it, but like Colts and Vikings. Colts are bad. Vikings are good, according to their records, right? Except Minnesota's only favored by four. 
Ravens and Browns. Ravens are nine and four. Browns are five and eight. Browns are favored. Bills and Dolphins. You'd think the Dolphins are pretty pretty solid. I know they struggled last week against the Chargers. Bills are favored by seven. Um, you got a pretty cool slate. Some games to watch for, in my opinion. You got Bengals Bucks on Sunday afternoon. You got Giants and Commanders on Sunday Night Football. Okay. Looking back at the beginning of the season, and you'd have seen Giants and Commanders on the schedule on Sunday Night Football of Week 15, you'd have said, ugh, sucks. Ugh, that game is gonna... Excuse me, that game's gonna stink. They're both 7-5-1. and one. They tied with each other the last time they played. They're both hunting for playoff spots. It's going to be a good game. Now, on the flip side, you got Monday Night Football, Rams at Packers. You'd have thought, oh, what a game. NFC Championship uh, potential showdown. Nope, puke bowl. Puke bowl. Rams stink. Packers stink. I mean, it is what it is. But it's going to be a good schedule this week. Um... Lions and Jets, very intriguing matchup. Who would have thought? Cowboys at Jags. Explain this to me. Jags are 5-8. and eight, Cowboys are 10-3. and three. Cowboys are the dopest team. We'll get into it. Trust me, we'll get into it. Cowboys are only favored by four. Patriots Raiders. Vegas is favored by a point. Chargers Titans. Chargers favored by three. A lot of short spreads. Really short, tight spreads all right and that's what's going to make this action a lot of fun so the first thing we want to talk about and we and we touched on it just there in a second uh, a second ago i should say cowboys and jaguars cowboys are 10 and 3 10 and 3 wow chiefs are 10 and 3 i mean are the cowboys and the chiefs on the same level what Jags are five and eight. Cowboys are 10 and three. Right now, the Cowboys would be the number two seed. The number two seed. If they, I think they have to beat the Vikings again, but they're getting kind of screwed only because the Eagles are in their division. So yeah, I don't think it matters actually. Actually, yeah, I don't think it matters. Um, because the Eagles and the Cowboys are in the same uh, division, right? NFC East. Don't get me started on the fact that a team in Dallas is in a division that's categorized geographically as East. Nevertheless, Eagles are 12-1. and one. They're probably going to secure that number one overall seed. That's not a lock yet. They have secured a playoff spot, so good for them. But it's not a lock that they're going to guarantee that number one seed theoretically you know they could lose out cowboys could win out but the cowboys do get a little bit screwed because now you got teams like the tampa bay buccaneers who are leading the nfc south at six and seven and they would get a home playoff game where the cowboys drop all the way from what they should be which is the number two seed all the way down to the number five seed at 10 and three just because there's a team in front of them in that division stupid 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 okay That being said, 
The Dallas Cowboys are the most fraudulent team in the NFL. They sit there right now at 10 and 3. Right? Their defensive rankings are great. And they've put up some big numbers in games on offense. But let's take a look at the teams that they've actually played that I would consider to be high-level playoff contenders and how they've fortuned against those people or how they've done against those teams. Against the high-level teams, they played the Bengals and beat them by three at home. Against the Vikings on the road, the Vikings decided to knock it off the bus. They put up 40 points against the Vikings. And honestly, the Vikings are pretty fraudulent anyways. And then they played the Eagles once, and they've lost. The rest of their wins and their performances this year have been so average. They played the Viking, or they played the Bucks in Week One, a horrible Buccaneers team, and got killed. They beat the Commanders and Giants. I don't care. They beat the Colts. I don't care. They beat the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, or uh, they beat the Bears and the Lions. Don't care. They beat the Rams. Doesn't matter to me. They played the Packers on the road. The Packers stink, and they got killed by the Packers. Then last week, they played the Texans, who are horrible. They beat them by four points at home. Almost lost. So it's exactly what it's going to line up to be is the Cowboys are going to go in as a number five seed because the Vikings are going to be the... Uh, sorry. The Cowboys are going to... It's ex it's lining up exactly how it always goes for the Cowboys. They're going to go into the playoffs as a five seed because the Eagles are going to secure the number one seed and have the best record in the NFC East. The Cowboys are going to have to play a road playoff game in round one, and they're going to lose after finishing the year 12 and five, 13 and four, somewhere in there. And everyone's going to go, oh, the Cowboys choked it. They choked again. How? Man, their record was so good. Their numbers were so good. No, it's none of that. They haven't played anybody good this year. Their record is so inflated. And then it's like, oh, they played the Colts and they beat them 54 to 19. Uh, that game was like kind of close going in the fourth quarter. And then the Colts just poured it on because the Colts, uh, sorry. And then the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys just poured it on in the fourth quarter and beat them 54 to 19. That's not, that's not impressive. The Colts are, are the Cowboys are so fraudulent that when they lose in the first round, I'm not going to be shocked at all. People are making their picks for Super Bowl, NFC Championship, right? Colts are uh, Cowboys aren't going to be in the NFC Championship. They're not going to the Super Bowl. They're frauds. They are fraudulent. Colts, I, I'm done talking about it. I keep calling them the Colts. I can't do it anymore. I keep calling them the Colts. I don't know why. The Cowboys, they're frauds. That's all I wanted to talk about. Then I wanted to move on to the NBA, okay? Before we get into uh, tearing down a team specifically that I just am not a fan of, I wanted to talk quickly about Bull, 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 Bull. All right, Bull, Bull. He's crazy. Uh, Bull Bull is doing things on a basketball court and in the NBA that should be they should be what's the right way to put this
they're, they're things that here's a good way to put it bull bull is doing things on an nba court that human beings shouldn't be capable of doing especially considering his height and his weight he's seven foot two 220 pounds he's dribbling behind his back ball handling euro stepping and dunking all in one sequence and he's seven foot two you take footage of bull bull especially these recent highlight clips and stuff that he's pulled off in the nba you go back to the 60s 70s even the 80s or 90s and show people in the basketball community what bull bull does on the basketball court and you told him he was seven foot two they would they would keel over they would pass out they'd have a stroke He's seven foot two. Then you got guys like Durant. You got guys like LeBron. Of course, you have all other, uh, you know, tons of other talented players in the NBA. But it's going to get to a point in like the next 100 years, maybe 200, 300, 500 years. Who knows? If the NBA is still around, it's going to be guys like Bull Bull are going to be point guards. And these guys in the paint are going to be like seven foot seven, seven foot eight. Because of genetics, because of technology advancements in all those different categories of science the nba is going to turn into a league of bull bulls and I, that would be crazy but if a guy like bull bull ever came into the league in the last 20 years seven foot two 220 pounds first of all most people are skeptical that he could even perform athletically let alone ball handle pass shoot and he just does all of those things. Like, he can shoot. Clearly, he can ball handle. They're going to have to raise the rims. Because otherwise, the league... <laughs> it's like, these guys are just cartoon characters. Bull Bull looks like a created player from NBA 2K. When those people create those stupid-looking characters with, like, the, the, the extendo arms and, and it's, like, funny... That's like him in real life. That's what he looks like on a basketball court. It is bananas. Good for Bull Bull. More basketball coverage here. Okay, we got two more things to talk about. Number one, want to talk about Golden State. Because there's been in the news recently, Golden State's made some headlines. Uh, you know, A, they're not performing well. B, a bunch of technical fouls. And they're the Warriors, right? They're, they're defending champions. They're always going to be in the headlines. They're always going to be in the news. And uh, it, it's, it's frustrating for somebody like me because I know I know uh, a fraudulent team when I see it. And maybe not even fraudulent because Golden State has the capability and the talent to win basketball games. They absolutely have the, the talent the ability, they can do it. They can easily win basketball games. But Golden State, here's a good way to put it. Actually, here's the best way to put it. Golden State is the softest team in the NBA. 
and you're thinking, well, how do I know that? Because I have eyeballs and I watch them play. And I watch them and how they handle losing and adversity and things not going their way. It's the same way, um, let's see. It's the same way a, a child would handle things not going their way. They bitch, they moan, they complain because they're not performing at a high level. Teams that, are at, teams that shouldn't beat them are beating them on a consistent basis. And now they find themselves sitting 10th in the Western Conference. And oh, guess what? They also happen to lead the league in text, uh, technical fouls per game. Because things don't go their way. Steph starts bitching. Draymond. Oh my God. Apparently this season, they enter the league with the second most fouls called on them per game, but their opponents have the least fouls called on them per game. And you think, well, how could that be? Some people see that and they go, oh, well, the Warriors are getting screwed, right? No wonder they're complaining all the time. I see that as games don't start hot for them. They don't perform well, right? They don't play well. Games don't go their way at the beginning. And then they start getting frustrated. They start fouling more. And then they have to force stuff up. And they don't they aren't able to play their style of game that they've seen a lot of success with, which is getting the ball in the paint, getting fouls called against them, et cetera, et cetera. Then they get more frustrated. Then Draymond starts running his mouth. Jordan Poole starts running his mouth. NBA technical foul leaders. Guess, guess who leads tech, uh, guess who leads the league in technical fouls? Just guess who leads the league? Draymond Green. Shocker. Why? Because things aren't going their way. Guess who's sixth in technical fouls? Jordan Poole, Golden State. 15th in the league in technical fouls. Steph Curry, Golden State. They have three of the top 15 players across the entire NBA. Draymond, Jordan Poole, Steph. They're soft. They can't handle adversity. When things don't go their way, they just complain. They cry about it. They make excuses. And the worst part is Steve Kerr is in on it. He enables this kind of behavior and this kind of approach to the game. Oh, ref. It's the ref's fault. Golden State wants to clean it up, right? It, oh, oh, here, like I said, they blame the refs. Oh, ref, it's it's the ref's fault. Steve Kerr, yeah, you know what? It is the ref's fault. Technical foul. 
How about instead of bitching and complaining all the time, how about Golden State cleans up their defense so they aren't 26th in the NBA in points allowed? Maybe that's why they aren't playing so well. I just, man, every time I see them play and I see their highlights come up and it's technical fouls, it's guys getting super frustrated, yelling at each other, guys that are team leaders. It, it screams to me like, uh, it screams to me like those, those, those sports teams you see in movies. Like Russia, here's a good like a, a good example. It screams to me, uh, USSR 1980 Lake Placid Winter Olympics, especially from the movie. Right? You see a team that has a lot of talent, a lot of potential, a team that c always competes at a high level and really never comes across a lot of adversity or struggle. And then when they do, they just fall apart. They turn on each other. They bitch and complain. That's what I see with Golden State. Body language sucks. They flop around the court. Don't get the foul calls. Bitch to the referees. Tech. I'm sure they'll probably turn it around at some point. I'm sure they'll probably be in the playoffs. I'm sure they'll probably make a deep run because they're completely loaded and that's all you really need in the NBA. The regular season doesn't matter anyways. It literally does not matter in the NBA. So Golden State, you'll be fine. It is what it is. And this takes me to my last topic, okay? I spent a lot of time this, 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 uh, well, here, I'll, I'll just start it with this. College basketball is better than the NBA. A hundred percent. It's more entertaining. It's, uh, higher leverage because they don't play as many games. The players are playing for each other instead of playing for individual stats and money and contracts. And when it comes time for the NCAA tournament and March Madness, that is infinitely more entertaining to me than the NBA playoffs. The effort is higher. The style of basketball is way better because it's not just three-point shootouts and zero defense. The defense is always at a high level. Uh... Different types of skills have to be emphasized instead of just driving the paint, kicking it out, shoot a three. Or driving the paint, go up to the basket, foul, free throws. That's the NBA in a nutshell. And I'll have guys sitting here in the comments going, well, uh, clearly you don't watch the NBA. Obviously, this guy's not a basketball fan because he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't understand the art. I do understand the art, and I actually appreciate it and like to watch basketball. You know when? When it's a good, high-level college game. I think it was on Monday, or it was over the weekend. Maybe it was Saturday. Yeah. I watched a top-10 matchup between Alabama and Houston. I was thoroughly entertained the entire game. Thoroughly entertained.
you flip on any NBA game, like on a nightly basis, it's either a blowout on one side. It's either a complete blowout and the game's never close. If it is close, it's like, let's look at last night's games, for example. I mean, look at these fucking scores, dude. Look at these scores. It's okay. This is exactly what I'll say. It's when you flip on the NBA on a nightly basis, it's either a complete blowout. It's not fun to watch. One team's up by 30 points at half. It's a zero defense fest and it's final score of 138 to 135. Or if it is a close game, it's between a bunch of teams that are sitting around 500 and the games don't really matter anyways, because once it comes playoff time, the teams that have the best rosters talent wise will go make a deep run in the postseason. Right. Cleveland's playing really well this year. The Cavs have a great team. They're they're 18 and 11. The Cavs look great. Oh, well, that's entertaining. Doesn't matter. Cavs are going to get in the postseason. They're going to lose to the Nets at some point in the Eastern Conference. They're going to lose to the Celtics. Even if they don't, even if they have a better record than those teams, they're going to play the teams and they're going to lose. College basketball is better than the NBA. Just a fact. Just a fact. So with that being said, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed episode 48. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed the episode streamed on Twitch. Uh, trying something a little bit different. If you guys haven't checked it out already, check us out on Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. If you're listening afterwards on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I greatly appreciate it. If you are watching live, tune in or listen to the full episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, episode 48 of the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. We greatly appreciate your guys' support, as always. And we will catch you guys next time after a full-loaded NFL slate this weekend. We'll have some commentary. Check us out on Twitter, at PhenomFam. Check us out. Appreciate the support, guys. We'll catch you guys uh, next time. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. Want more? Follow us on social media and subscribe to Patreon for exclusive content.